the outrunners you know it's very much you know we've only got two paid members of staff but we've got a volunteer pool of around 40 people which do various things across the charity whether it be being a mentor or supporting with fundraising or for instance Trina who you know who like you know leads our 13 plus um, running club uh, you know I'm just always grateful for those people giving their time and showing up and just being consistent and it not just being a lip service thing where they're just like they just want to do something one-off you know these people are like giving their time on a weekly basis to give back you know to something that I feel incredibly passionate about so I'm always just like incredibly grateful. Welcome to Move With Gratitude a brand new podcast from us here at Run Grateful. My name is Mark White and I'm the founder of Run Grateful which is a social initiative aimed at growing a global running community with a focus on gratitude practice, using the power of movement as our vehicle. Join me as I have insightful conversations with others as we dive deep into personal stories, talking all things movement and gratitude. We hope you enjoy the episodes as much as we enjoyed recording them. And don't forget, don't just run, run grateful. Okay, here we go. Um, Here at HQ, the sun is beating down on us. It on is. this, on this day today. glorious autumn day, nice. uh, yeah, it was uh, chucking it down with rain at early hours, so it's nice to see a bit of sunshine. Anyway, enough about the weather. Um, really chuffed to have you here with us today, Tyler. Thank you for having me. I'm just going to introduce you so people know who Tyler is before <laughs> we uh, crack on and move on with this next episode of our Run Grateful Move with Gratitude podcast. Um, so yeah, the ABCs of Mr. Tyler Williams Green uh, set up the Outrunners uh, six years ago uh, after noticing runners across Hackney saying that they wanted to feel more connected within the local Hackney community which they live in. From his years of working with young people across London, uh, Tyler noticed that there was a serious lack of good access to opportunities for the amazing young people of Hackney and London. With this in mind, he pivoted the running club to facilitate free youth programmes, connecting its runners with young people. Absolutely incredible. Uh, so Outrunners Youth, which has four youth running clubs across Hackney, uh, Run Your Career, which is now the largest career event for young people aged 8 to 18 across Hackney, and partners with brands such as Facebook, Lacoste and Birch. Outrunners Youth Mentoring Programmes, uh, which matches young People who are finding their last year of primary school challenging with a mentor to support them with the transition into secondary school. Incredible. And this spring, a new adult running club, which has the aim of getting adults who are inactive, active, designed especially for women of colour. Mate, good work. Good work. Um, (laughs) Thank you. And obviously, you know, ever-changing, you know, society and what's out there and kind of the awareness around lots of things and yeah. Yeah, it sounds like you created you know something without runners which yeah just kind of ticks you know not just ticks boxes but you're out there and amongst it in the communities making things happen connecting people doing good work so good oh, man good thank man thank you thank you i think it's one of those things it's only to when i kind of somebody reads out all of the stuff that we do mm. that i'm like oh my god we're actually doing some amazing work as a running club um but obviously, because it's kind of been like a gradual thing, you just kind of chip away at everything and then you just kind of take a step back and you're like, oh my God, we're actually managing to have some quite impactful work across Hackney. So, yeah. Uh, with, with, with that, actually, just as on the tip of my tongue as you were sharing back there, and it's something that I really relate to with some of the work that I've done in the past, but, you know, that hyper-local uh, aspect of 
uh, outrunners and that mm. kind of sense of community and you know really anchoring yourself somewhere was that something that's kind of always been there for you I mean obviously Hackney's uh, an area you care deeply about but you know that hyper local you know it's, it's really tangible isn't it to have something on your doorstep that is inspirational that is kind of yeah accessible is just you know we can all get maybe caught up in the in the glitz of you know the mm. big you know this that and the other and the bright lights of mm. you know for, for me a lot of my community work uh, historically has been in my hometown okay. and it yeah. always since that we're not far from London but always felt mm. like London got all the attention you know yeah. it's just like all the brands went there because that's where the audience was and like the towns got left mm. behind but you know what I'm finding and it, listen it's not new news for me because you know as I've educated myself and involved in certain spaces and conversations even within London things can get lost because there's still that kind of locality to such a vast city isn't it so, yeah yeah talk, talk to me a bit more about the love for hackney and why you do what you do and that yeah yeah so i basically i'm from west west london so i'm sort of labbrook grove um born and raised and i started going to a running club in west london called run them crew which i'm sure a lot of people have heard of um they've been an amazing run club that kind of lots of splinter running clubs have kind of come from um and i Basically, I basically just set up the Outrunners just originally with like a group of friends who wanted to get out and about running in Hackney. I was helping them train for the London Marathon because I did a coaching course through Run Them Crew. Um, and for some reason, they all lived in Hackney. So it was never really, you know, kind of like a, a choice to set up something in Hackney. It just kind of happened because that's where three of my mates were that wanted me to set up a running club. So it was just easier for me to come to them yeah. than um, them to come to me. Um, and then it just kind of, the running club just kind of grew. So they just invited mates and then their mates invited their mates. And then, you know, the run club eventually grew to what we've got at the moment, which is probably about over a hundred runners, which are signed up with our um Tuesday group which is more kind of 10k to marathon runner level and our Saturday group which is more couch to 5 to 10k um, and then obviously through having the running club and having lots of people which came to the running club being based in Hackney I then sort of you know we then started doing little pieces of community work so it just kind of made sense to also do that in Hackney because that's where a lot of our, our runners um, come from and I kind of feel like Hackney is one of those boroughs where, you know, you've got lots of amazing young people who really, really want opportunity and really, really want experiences, um, but they don't necessarily have a wide range of access to them. And then on the other hand, you've got lots of young professionals who live in the area which have those opportunities and have that access. So, you know, I feel like Hackney is quite a good borough to set up what we've set up. Um, when I kind of think about, you know, us moving into different boroughs, I sometimes wonder if it would be as easy as doing it in Hackney because you've just got a wealth of creatives and companies which are based, you know, on a lot of the doorsteps of the young people. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And yeah, I'm, I'm um, you know, I'm involved in my own running community uh, mm. back in my lo local town, which has now expanded. So I know what goes into it and yeah. I know... 
you know, behind the scenes, it can get a little bit funky at times, and especially <laughs> in the early days of, you know, yeah. showing up and having that mm. consistency and learning, and, you know, that responsibility of, you know, yes, having the idea of starting something because mm. we feel like it's needed, but then a lot of people might have the idea or kind of the willingness to, to do certain things, but then for whatever reason, circumstance, data, mm. whatever, stops them from doing it. So to actually persist Mm. And to be where you are now, which is a few years old, and as we've alluded to, everything that's come as a consequence of that. That can you remember that first night or that first kind of group where you invite? I know you mentioned there's a couple of mates or whatever. You know, outrunners. Like, where did the name come from? Tell me a bit more about that process, early days of like the idea and bringing it to action. Yeah, so it's really funny that you mentioned the word consistency because that is what I would always when people ask me how. Um, you know, we've got outrunners to a place where it is. I'll always say it's just consistency. You know, our Tuesday group happens every single week. Apart from, you know, we take two, you know, we take a couple of weeks off for Christmas. But apart from that, rain, snow, boiling heat, you know, you know, we are still running. Uh, obviously, we'll edit the session to kind of, you know, if it's obviously really icy, we won't be running down hills. Yeah. Um, but, you know, consistency is something which I've just always been really, really passionate yeah, about with, with the Outrunners. We just don't really miss a session. And even during lockdown, I was adamant that we would still do, you know, remote sessions or we set challenges and stuff like that, just so that people knew that, you know, with our adult group, every Tuesday, there'll be something happening. So the name was, we basically had about four people in our um, in a WhatsApp group. So that's how the kind of, you know, that's how we sort of like let everybody know when the sessions were happening. And then, you know, about three or four weeks in, we were just like, we need to have a name, you know, we're like a running club, you know, we, you know, we want more people to come. And we were just bouncing around names in a WhatsApp group. And we came up with some pretty wild names, everything from like the disco runners to, you know, some of them are quite debatable. Um, and someone just said the outrunners, it was my friend Ed. And we just kind of felt like that just worked. Um, and it's just kind of stuck with us, really. It's sort of, it, it, it seems to work really well in terms of our outrunners youth programme. So, you know, it's quite easily, it's quite easy to define you know, we've got the Outrunners, which is our adult running club, and then we've got Outrunners Youth, which basically covers all of our youth programmes. So that's our four youth running clubs, and our Run Your Career event comes under that umbrella, and our one-to-one mentoring programme. Yeah, no, it flows really well, and yeah, great, great name. And as you've mentioned, like, creatively, you can do so much with it as well. And, you know, a lot of your look and feel as time's progressing, definitely since I've been following you, is... Yeah, just just amazing, you know, just how it translates onto socials and, you know, onto tops and, you know, the cheer stations that you created at some of the events. And it just looks, you know, really vibrant and really kind of colourful and uh, yeah, just really inviting, you know, really social. Don't know all these words are coming to mind. Oh, uh, thank you. And and it's nice, isn't it, when you can see things as they were like that, talking about the creative process again, like the first logo, what's it going to look like? And then is it, have you stuck to it since the start or has it changed over the years? (laughs) Definitely. I think our first Outrunners logo, we've still more or less kept to like more or less the same structure of that design. I think it's, you know, we've had it slightly tweaked and we've, you know, we've stuck to one colour over the years, which is like our turquoise. But I think definitely in terms of a lot of our branding and a lot of the illustration work um, that we do or that we use, it's all, you know, from members of our crew. So we've got an amazing... Um, illustrator called Matt Monday who basically um, does a lot of our illustration work um, 
And then there's another person called Jamie who's part of our crew that does a lot of our sort of like, you know, helps with our Instagram posts and stuff like that. So, um, you know, we've been so lucky actually not to um, have to pay much money to kind of get all of our branding and sort yeah. of like logo stuff done because, you know, we've got a lot of amazing people within our crew or, you know, associated with our crew that just really want to just do something to kind of help um, and give back, which is which is amazing. And it always goes into the fabric of, of anything of meaning, doesn't it? People just mucking in and bringing their skill set to it and like just supporting in which way they can. And, you know, sometimes they can't run, but they, they want to support in, in other ways, you know, and there's exactly. that kind of community spirit around yeah, anything that, that lasts really in yeah. six years is, is a long time. Yeah, you know, well, it's a long time. I think what, one of the things that we've um, sort of started saying in the last year is that you don't have to be an out, sorry, you don't have to be a runner to be an outrunner. Oh, there you go. You know, you, you, know you can, you know you can volunteer and support you can be a mentor or you can support of our career event without you know having to be into running mm. as long as you you know want to actively give back to young people across Hackney especially you know you can you can help and support the cause mm. fantastic and and speaking about young people I know that you know as I introduced you we tapped into your work in the past, you know, with young adults in particular before Outrunners. So, you know, diving a little bit into into yourself and uh, a younger Tyler kind of growing up in, you say, West London, yeah? Yeah, it's West London. Yeah, West. Yeah, t- tell us, yeah, just, just I say roughly, it's just we can talk as long as you want, but uh, <laughs> yeah, just like, yeah, where you come from, kind of was movement, uh, stroke running, a part yeah. of your life forever? Was it not what got you introduced to run them? T- t- yeah, t- so... I would definitely say that movement wasn't something that I was into at school. I was quite overweight at school and I definitely found physical fitness quite challenging. Um, I then, I basically got into running because my dad was like a gym instructor. Like he was a gym instructor, he had a fitness class. So I started going to some of his classes and then I started using the gym upstairs and I started using the treadmill. And then I just kind of found that, you know, I could just, you know, get on the treadmill for 10 minutes and then, you know, I felt like I'd done something. And then after a bit of time, I started noticing that I started losing weight, started feeling healthier. I could then start increasing that to 15 minutes and then so on and so on. And so I was running like 45 minutes on the treadmill. And then I got to a point where I was like, why am I running on a treadmill? You know, like there must be some sort of like running club or something that I can join. Um, I felt like a little bit of a hamster, and you know, like on a hamster wheel. Um, so I went to Paddington Rec. They've got like a, a running track there. And I asked them if they had like a, like a track session. Um, and they said that they didn't at that time. But there was a um, running club called Run Them Crew West, which leaves from here on a Monday. So I just turned up one Monday and then just joined that. And then started going to run them and then kind of just really really fell in love with just like running around London um and you know it 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 definitely kind of helped me in like a meditative way of just like you know if you're feeling stressed out you can just like put on your running shoes you know I'd like always have a location in mind so it'd be like okay I'm gonna like run to Hyde Park get around Hyde Park once and then like run back and then just feel completely you know like relaxed um and then just from going to run them um you know there were a couple of times when you know maybe one of the coaches couldn't make it so then I started leading the group and then I think that's when my love for getting people moving started to happen um and thinking of the routes that we were going to do and you know running people to Primrose Hill to do hill sprints which I'm sure they absolutely hated 
um, and then <laughs> and then running them back. Um, so yeah, that's definitely where that's definitely how my sort of like uh, love for running um, started. Um, but now it's just so much more than running. It's you know there are so many things that that um, we do through running. Um, you know, using our running community. So it's kind of become something that's that's you know. It's part of your life now, isn't it? It is. I just keep, I say keep, not every day, but I mean, yeah, mostly every day I'll remind myself if I need reminding, but yeah, one of my little, in between my ears, little sayings is running is just a gift that keeps on giving, you know, it's just opened up, you know, just connections with people that I just always just kind of, I've dreamt about like relationships and Mm. yeah, just like the the opportunities given me through day to day stuff is just, yeah, I I never knew when I first went out for that run (laughs) that I wasn't a fan of just to give up mobile lights that what was upon me, you know, really in my wildest journey, no expectation at all. And it's like, wow, it's like, whoa, look what's happened since. Yeah, definitely. And I feel like what I've had to, what I sometimes have to remind myself is actually to run and enjoy it myself. Because it's, you know, running is very much, you know, my life and it's my job. I still have to remind myself just to go for a run and just to actually like enjoy it and take that time out. So I actually went for a really nice run on um, Sunday night because I just signed up for the Berlin half. So I was just like, okay, I need to start getting in the miles. So I went for a nice 10 mile run just around London. And I had one of those moments where I was just like, oh my God, this is like, you know, the original reason of why I started running is just like, you know, just to be in my own, you know, sort of headspace, you know, listen to a bit of music and just see some of the beautiful sights of London at night. Um, so but yeah. You read a grateful mole in amongst them. <laughs> I did, I did, I did. In the tent. I did. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think it's really important to kind of like, as much as I, I, I love the outrun, this is always just kind of making sure that I'm bringing it back to the reason why I love running and taking time out for myself and, absolutely, you know. Yeah. yeah now, this is an idea I can, I can identify completely. And, you know, I suppose that's where I started to integrate without even realising it really. I mean, things like meditation and mindfulness and things of that nature was part of my, I say day-to-day, I'm not perfect, but part of my life, you know, more often than not anyway. I was pretty consistent with it, to use that word again. And just that natural kind of coming together relationship with running just felt like an obvious thing to do, really. I didn't even know I stumbled across anything spectacular. Obviously, mm. things are out there, like mindful running and all yeah. that jazz, but, uh, you know, going back a few years. But I've always known from day one, I was, and this was something very I was very conscious of, like I never wanted to associate running with any pressure. Yeah, no, because I, you know, it's very easy to do it, and um, reminds me of a question that I was going to ask you in regards to uh, when you were younger, getting into kind of physical mm. fitness. You know, because from the outside looking in, it can feel a bit pressurised sometimes to chase PBs and do marathons and yeah. etc. And you know, the reason that I wanted to get into running was to give up the smoking mm. that I mentioned. And and there's enough pressure in my life. I was a dad and other bits and pieces, mm. and, and running always felt like something I just wanted where. Yeah, there's no expectation I could just go out as you experienced the mm. other Sunday, last Sunday. And yeah, and thank God it's, it's kind of stayed the same for me. There's a little bit of, you know, there's a little something going on on occasions about times and PBs and, and stuff like that, mm. which is fine and I respect that and each to their own. But yeah, a bit like you really, like always reminding myself of like, I'm lucky to be able to do this. You know, I'm lucky to move in this way. So just go out and just, yeah, just, just, just enjoy it you know yeah definitely definitely I think one of the interesting things was um you know with the hackney half I was you know obviously 
a lot of the running crew that go to our Tuesday group, which is sort of more, you know, sort of 10K to marathon level, they, they, they got really, really, you know, some of them got really good times. But I was, you know, I was just so impressed by some of our runners who go, you know, that do our couch to sort of five to 10K group who, you know, this was the first time they'd ever done a half marathon yeah. and I was just like you know I was like it doesn't matter what time you get the fact that you've managed to like get around like that half marathon and finish it even if you walked a bit of it you know that is something to be like so proud of and you know I think with a lot of the stuff that we do about or around you know accessibility into running especially with the young people it's like you know we really don't try and put any pressure on anybody so a lot of our youth running clubs for eight to 13 year olds, for instance, we literally get them into running just through play. So they don't even know that they're running. It's just things like relay races, stuck in the mud, scavenger hunts, um, you know, these question and answer things where they'll have to run to a cone, pick up the cone and they'll have to answer a question and run back. You know, it's just really about getting people moving without it feeling pressured. Yeah. You know, we're not kind of saying to people, you know, you need to do a 10K in this time. It's just about getting out and just getting active and feeling like you have a safe and comfortable space yeah, to amazing. do that. And like you said, running, strike walking, you know, or walking into running, you know, can, can be um, can be something for everybody. You know, like you said, it's a bit of an open arena like that. And I think awareness around that side of things is you know, definitely changed or getting better or whatever word you want to use where, yeah, that accessibility to it, like it's not so much looking at the marathon on the telly, you're thinking, mm. okay, that's what running is, you know, with the couch to 5Ks over the last mm. period, I don't know when they got introduced, it's been a while now, I'd imagine. Yeah. But it always kind of, uh, it doesn't sadden me, that sounds a little bit dramatic, but I always get sad with how, how sometimes, as humans, let alone runners, talk to ourselves, you know, because when we have new runners to, uh, go to our Your Town Runners, which mm -hmm. is a group, uh, running community I'm a founder of, and if they're there for the first time, and I always make, uh, I say I make a point, I enjoy doing it, but I run with them, whether mm. they're new to running, old to running, whatever, and the amount of times they're like, oh no, like, I'll hold you back, or like, mm. it's, it's only 5k, and yeah. 5k is a long way, like, yeah. it's a long yeah. way, you yeah. know, people associate with marathon distance, and now ultra marathons, 5k isn't isn't around the corner, is no. it? And like you mentioned with um, the Hackney Half, you know, for people to do that, not to 5k or 10k, yeah. mate, it's a, that's a huge deal. It is. It's, it's it's like a massive deal. And one of the things that I felt really passionate about um, when I wanted to do our couch to 5k group was that I wanted it to be led by somebody who had that experience. Yes. So you know, we've got an amazing um, coach called Gloria who um, leads that group and um, she's her it's 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 actually quite funny because her running's actually really really improved because she started coming back to the Tuesday group most recently but you know um, Gloria was somebody who attended the Tuesday group and she came a couple of times but then she she just left and I was always a little bit curious to why she'd left so I asked if I could take her for a coffee and I was just, you know, really open and honest with her. And I was like, you know, I just, you know, just curious to why you, you left um, the Tuesday group. Because, um, you know, obviously I want to make everything accessible as possible for people. And she um, said that even though the group was really supportive and even though, you know, we, we, you know, we waited and we structured the sections, sorry, we structured the sessions where we have like run back. So we'll run to the end of the road and then the people at the front will run back to the last person. She said that even though we did stuff like that, she just got a little bit sick of just being the last person in the group. Okay. Um, so I then said to her, well, you know, 
shall we set up a running club that's you know based at you know that's based around getting people who have that feeling that you had into running and now she leads our sat our Saturday group and I think it's so important to have that session led by somebody who has had that experience yeah. and that you know if somebody joins that running club it's someone that you know they can relate to and that's you know definitely something that 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 Gloria does and now that group is is growing I keep on making a joke of her being like, oh my God, it's actually going to be bigger than the Tuesday group. And yeah. I'm going to have to like... <laughs> like that's crazy. And, like, and that's yeah. where, you know, you're, you know, just you're the right person in the right place, you know, just call it what you like, leading from the front or just showing mm-hmm. up, whatever. Where just being open to that and like you said, just uh, and, and making things like that happen or encouraging and uplifting others to kind of yeah. take take part and lead in their own way. Look, she sounds yeah. like she's doing, she's uh, doing amazing. amazing. Yeah, she's yeah. doing an amazing job and it very much is her her running club you know she's turning up there every Saturday um at the um running track in Victoria Park so if anybody's new to running and is listening to this then the Saturday group yeah, is go see her go get her autograph <laughs> she's, uh, she's great yeah, yeah amazing so yeah I mean everything that's happened you know throughout runners and the youth work and something I just want to tap into because um something that I'm passionate about as well with with most things that I do not everything is is the mentoring side of things and how important Mm. it is and and how you've kind of implemented that into the youth in particular and tell me about how that come about and how long that's been going for and because that's an incredible work um so we do two different types of mentoring one of them is social mentoring so we work with we get referrals from primary schools and youth clubs across Hackney um that work with young people who are finding the last year of primary school quite challenging. And that could be for a number of reasons. That could be due to, you know, having a undiagnosed sort of um, educational support need, or it could be that they've had something quite traumatic happen in the family unit. Um, So there's a number of reasons why we get our sort of referrals for that programme. And what we do is we match them with a, a mentor. So... Predominantly, they tend to be people from our running club who, you know, express interest and want to be a mentor. Or sometimes we get people who express interest and they do like a volunteer application form. Um, And then we will um, then match the mentor with a mentee. So that'll be, you know, a primary school kid who's finding last year of secondary school, sorry, primary school challenging. And then they'll just see them once a week and they'll do something active with them. So it could be anything from going on a bike ride or going for a walk or doing some rock climbing or going canoeing. Um, you know, we kind of leave that to the mentor and the mentee to kind of decide um, what they want to do. Um, and then they get a budget and then the young person handles that budget. So they work on their budgeting skills. So they get a budget of 30, of £30 a month. And then they can either spend that weekly or they could, you know, save up that £30 and, I don't know, go on the London Eye or something at the end of the month with their mentor. Um, and it's, you know, that, that, that programme's really, really sort of set up to sort of encourage, you know, adults to build relationships with young people in their local community who need support. Um, I kind of feel that Hackney is one of those boroughs where, you know, you can have two people living two completely different lives, you know, who like two different existences in the same space. Um, so it's a real opportunity for our young people and our runners or our other volunteers to actually have that connection with another person that lives in their borough that they wouldn't normally sort of talk to or have access to. Um, and it's about, you know, offering 
that young person a consistent adult who's showing up once a week, who's showing an interest. We ask that all of our mentors sign up for a year. So there's like a year commitment um, to have that consistency. Um, so, you know, and then after that year, we'll then review because obviously, you know, life changes for people. They move away and stuff like that. So it's always very structured in terms of it'll be a year. And then at the end of that year, we'll look at if the mentor is going to be around and, you know, if the relationship's going well, then we'll do it for another year. So we've just um, signed up our, one of our first mentors and mentees, um, Rob and Joshua, they've just signed up to do their second year. Um, and that relationship's like going really, really well. Um, but yeah, I, I probably think it's probably one of the programs that I kind of feel most sort of proud of because, you know, especially during lockdown, there were some young people that are on the program that literally weren't in school at all. So just, you know, having an outlet once a week where someone's kind of like taking you out and doing something with you and asking you how you're doing. And, you know, it's just been really, really invaluable for them. Um, so that's our social mentoring program. And then we've got a career mentoring program which spans from our run your career so we do our run your career event every six months and then we've got various mentoring programs around sort of we got one in the fashion industry we had one in the um, film and acting world um, and some of our young people were supported with applications to the brit school um, and two of them got in which was like amazing Mm. um we had another young person who had some mentoring around applying for architectural university um so yeah those are the two sort of mentoring sort of incredible absolutely incredible love it and i'm smiling for obvious reasons one because it's an incredible program and you know constantly reminded that there are some good people out there and you know doing some good work and really kind of keen to contribute and give back and and all that kind of jazz you know because you know the 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 alternative you know, so I suppose what I'm talking about here is hope. You know, yeah. there is amazing things that, that are looking to go on. You know, for those that, you know, need mentoring that maybe don't have too much inspiration in their life or too much yeah. hope, you know. So these kind of little little pockets of hope that they get on a daily basis or, or you know, and having that consistency of the year mm. is is critical, isn't it? Because like you said, yeah. it's, you know, it's, it soon goes a year. Yeah. As, as much as it's a long time, it's, as we all know, time flies and it's... Um, but yeah, there's a responsibility with this, isn't there? Because if you're to enter into somebody's life in that kind of capacity, mm. you know, you need to do so with, yeah, with that amount of time to kind of nurture and grow something, you know, of meaning, you know, and um, so it's really, really important. And uh, yeah, because the, the alternative is you can get really saddened by some people's realities, can't you? And what they have to mm. contend with on a daily basis. And, you know, uh, I'm one for myself where I, I try very hard most days to kind of just humble myself and know that, you know, uh, there's a lot of people out, and this kind of feeds into the ungrateful mentality of glass half full, you mm. know, because, you know, for some, you know, it slips off my tongue because I've had years of consistent work. Um, mm. but for some, you know, that they get up and, and, and I don't know what they're doing, where they're going, how they're yeah. getting there. And it's, you know, like I say, it's a balance net, isn't it? Because, yeah, not getting too consumed with, with the darkness of life and actually, Definitely. you know, really trying to kind of just tap into that energy of, of, of the good that's going on on a local level. Definitely. And I think that, you know, it's, I probably feel like, sort of being raised in West London, you kind of see this in like a, it's even more sort of like, like hyper in terms of like, you know, you've got million pound houses next to somewhere like Grenfell, you know, for instance. So, you know, you just have two, you know, extreme existences living next to each other. Um, 
And, you know, I've definitely started to notice the same thing happening in Hackney or it's been happening for, you know, for for years now. Um, but it's about, you know, sort of connecting those two cross-sections of society and then both giving each other hope. Yeah. I think as much as our mentors give our young people hope, our mentees give our mentors hope, you know, they say that they're constantly learning from our young people, you know, um, and they're constantly inspired by them and, you know, they're learning so much about themselves just through being a mentor. So I think it definitely works both ways. Yeah, completely. And uh, as I've alluded to as well, with some of the work that Ron Grateful want to get up to and, and you were one of the first people that I approached uh, just for a mutual friend of ours when we first landed here because this mm-hmm. is our office. We didn't just want to be here just for the sake of it. We wanted yeah. to kind of get involved and kind of just anchor ourselves in a, in a place and see what we could do. So, you know, through Run Grateful, and I've kind of taken on from other areas of my life where we just created this whole space called We Are Next, which is devoted to the next generation in some way, you know. And you know, I'm pleased to say that we're piloting something in Tower Hamlets with primary schools around Very a gratitude good. theme week, uh, which is like bite-sized bits of gratitude every day leading to a grateful mile. And yeah, just really kind of passionate about introducing something this that's kind of uh, not just relatable, but just mm. is... You know, is achievable for them, you know, in these yeah. bite-sized chunks because, you know, words like gratitude could scare some, especially if they feel like they've got nothing to be grateful for. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. that kind of takes you down a whole different kind of conversation. But, you know, if we can introduce it in a way which is uh, not too dissimilar, actually, to how you describe um, getting people moving, you know, if you can just kind of sprinkle a little bit of it so it doesn't feel yeah. like it's deep and meaningful work, yeah. you know, and just... You know, and just plant seeds at that young age to hopefully, you know, that kind of one day rolls into another day, and, and over time they can build consistency with their own practice. Definitely. And then all of a sudden, if they attach gratitude to movement, you know, yeah, take that into outrunners, and uh, boom, <laughs> you know, Hackney's, exactly. um, you know, can be the best place it can be. You know, exactly. and that just kind of the ripple effect yeah. on wide. And I guess for young people, especially, it's building that vocabulary around what gratitude is. You know, um, I think. You know, a lot of young people are very grateful and, you know, have gratitude for various things in their life, but it's just kind of associating it with, like, okay, that word means this and this is how it how it works. And it's just kind of like, you know, educating young young people around the word and how they can then associate that to their... And, and talking about that, actually, it kind of leads into my next question. Uh, so, well done. That's, uh, <laughs> that's per- per- perfectly positioned. Um, gratitude to you, was it something... Yeah, when did that kind of, when was that a word for you that kind of you started to pay attention to? Or is it a word that just, you don't necessarily put a title to, but just, you know, just naturally yourself, your glass half full, you're obviously a doer and some, you know, someone wants to mm. give back. Is it early on you just found the value in that? Or is it just in your, in, in your fabric? You know, you said you've done a lot of work with young people before Outrunners. Is it just, mm. it's just part of you? You're just one of them guys, you know, one of them good guys. <laughs> I don't know. Where did that um, come from? I think, Gratitude for me, and I was kind of thinking about this on my cycle over. I was like, you know, when have I kind of like had real moments of gratitude, you know, for people in my life or experiences? And I think for me, it definitely stems from having really pivotal people that have had a massive impact in my life at really, you know, at periods of time when I've really needed support. So, for instance, you know, um, I had a neighbour called Rachel who was really, really supportive when I was finding secondary school a little bit difficult um, and I was going through quite a lot of transition at home 
And she was just like a real consistent sort of, you know, figure in my life at that period of time. So, you know, I always kind of, and I had this moment a couple of years ago where I just like called her up and I was like, I just want to say thank you so much for being there at that time. Um, and also, you know, when I, I had a friend called, Ray, um, sorry, another friend called Crystal who, you know, and Irene, um, who were kind of like sort of adopted older sisters because I'm an only child. So they kind of just like took me under their wing. Um, I met one of them at a summer camp when I did like a Camp America type um, volunteering program and they were really really influential in me going to university because at that point I didn't really think that going to uni was an option for me always found school very difficult dyslexic education has just always been very like something that I've I've struggled with in terms of finding my right type of learning style now I have kind of more or less got it figured in in how I retain information and how I write and stuff like that but you know there was a time when I found it really really difficult and you know Irene and Crystal were like you can go to uni you just need to like you know structure what you want to do and not you know kind of break it down into smaller parts and you know it's not such a big mountain to climb and they literally you know went to look at universities with me and again you know that's a moment when I've just got like so much gratitude for those people giving me their time and being you know and inspiring me and pushing me to do something that kind of felt a bit out of my comfort zone because you know looking back I don't think there would be an outrun as if it wasn't for people like that kind of you know sort of sort of giving me a really really sort of you know, giving me a push in the right direction um, because then I wouldn't have gone to uni, I wouldn't have met the people that I met when I finished uni, you know, just all of these things. So, you know, um, I think for me that's what, that's, you know, when I think of, like, gratitude. Um, and also, just moving on from that, you know, the outrunners, you know, it's very much, you know, we've only got two paid members of staff, but we've got a volunteer pool of around 40 people which do various things across the charity, whether it be being a mentor or supporting with fundraising or, for instance, Trina, who you know, who, like, you know, leads our 13-plus um, running club. Uh, you know, I'm just always grateful for those people giving their time and showing up and just being consistent and it not just being a lip service thing where they're just like they just want to do something one-off you know these people are like giving their time on a weekly basis to give back you know to something that I feel incredibly passionate about so I'm always just like incredibly grateful um for and they that. come around quick these weeks don't they Them they Tuesday do nights, so I'm just like, <laughs> we run on a Tuesday night as well with your town and yeah before you know it it's like we're again yeah. it's just like it's a and, and as you've mentioned like yeah, just knowing what goes on behind the scenes to facilitate yeah. certain things. It's like it's not once a month or every like mm. weekly. Like it's, yeah. it's soon upon us, and and so like I said, that kind of that pool of gratitude for these people is just mm. uh, yeah, just incredible. Because you know, as we both know, things yeah. can't happen without them. There's only they one, can't, there's only and one you, and to kind of you know, exactly like that back early days for me. It's just like yeah. listen, like you, you just can't. You know, you, no. you need it. You can't. It's not sustainable. And I was no. like, okay. And this is what I always tell people, you know, like, you know, I always get lots of sweet comments from people being like, you know, you should be so proud of yourself, Outrunners is doing so well, and, you know, we're making an impact. And I, I do take that on board, but I'm also like, Outrunners isn't me. Like, you know, there's no way, you know, we've got some sort of running club which is happening more or less every day of the week. You know, they're led by, you know, different individuals that are kind of like, you know, they've, you know, they're, 
they're owning that space and they're leading it, you know, themselves. Um, so, you know, it literally can't happen without the support that we have yeah. from from other people. Yeah. And it, t- it took me a while uh, to kind of just, not necessarily find my place, but it was all very new to me when, like, certain things were were being thought of and, you know, I'm quite solution-based just from my own personal experience. Mm-hmm. I know there's a solution to most things, if not everything. Um you know, some are more obvious than others, but, you know, I do believe there's a solution to everything. So, you know, when, a bit like yourself, really, if, you know, in my hometown, I felt like it needed something for whatever reason. It felt like mm. the right thing to do. It felt like it can bring value. So I just did it. And yeah. not to run it, you know, I'm not very good at running things necessarily, <laughs> but, but that's where kind of, as my experience was kind of, you know, growing and I was kind of getting guided and things like that, as you've mentioned, the importance of being guided by people that have been before you, mm. etc. It was just kind of finding finding your place within that I'm the founder of. I see there's something that might be needed, I throw it in there and yeah. hopefully it's a spark for something greater and, you know, yeah. as we've both experienced, you know, that, that it seems to have, you know, had that effect, which is great. Mm. But all that is is reassurance to, to know that it was needed because yeah. other people gravitate towards it and, yeah. you know, and support it in which way they can. And then all of a sudden it's a thing. And it's yeah. like, okay, cool. Like, yeah. okay. And hopefully there's a legacy there and it's there <laughs> far beyond, you know, when you're gone. Exactly. I'm sure it will be. Yeah. And then other people, you know, uh, running around Hackney in 2055. Mm. And uh, it's exactly. like, I remember that guy, Tyler. Exactly, uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And that's what I definitely want it to be. Um, I definitely want it to you know my very you know like my big thing at the moment is you know my kind of five-year plan you know it's, it's so funny because I've got a business coach and you know he originally you know he asked me like you know like what's your five-year plan and I got quite triggered by that question because I was like at that point I was like I'm just trying to deliver the programs that we're delivering I can't really think any further than you know a couple of weeks um, but then actually when I went away and thought about it actually my five-year plan is getting the outrunners to a point that I can just step away from it and it's just not reliant solely on one person and there are very structured programs which you know can be run by different people and it's just you know it just has its own legs and it can just run off on its own you know it doesn't it doesn't need like one person to kind of like steer it because I think for me you know it 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 really isn't a vanity thing I just really want it to be something that I can just step away from and you know you know um I understand that at the moment you know trying to get you know the traction and you know get everything up and up and running and moving it's quite important for me to kind of be there you know kind of steering the ship but I definitely want it to be something that has its own legacy and doesn't need sort of me yeah I'm sure it will do like you said it just needs that upfront investment from you and Mm. it sounds like with various things that you shared back today that you know you're you're, you're aware self-awareness is, is kind of critical to most things Definitely, really and yeah. an open-mindedness to what is the best for for everybody involved and mm. uh and yeah just following you it's funny i brought that up in a conversation this morning just about intuition mm. as well you know and, and and as the evidence builds in this you know throughout you know whatever we do just that intuition becomes more and more where you can kind of lean into that a bit and trust that a lot more and uh, but you can only have that if you're you know, show the willingness in the first place yeah. to kind of show up, mess up, yeah. and all that kind of jazz. Yeah. So it's all in the tapestry of life, really. So, yeah, uh, yeah mate, I love conversations like this, you know, and uh, I thrive off them, really. And yeah. It just kind of gives me, uh, personally, the you know the the energy I need to kind of crack on, you know, just feeding off people like yourself and, mm. and others. It's just, yeah, you talked about connection, you know, how important mm. it is to be connected to 
certain people doing certain things, you know, because otherwise it becomes a bit a bit lonely, doesn't it? You feel, <laughs> you feel like you're just uh, not on your own, but mm. internally, you know, in the in your own mind, it can just get a bit caught up in in the noise, you know, and the insecurities and the yeah. anxieties and the stresses and the oh, why am I doing this and you know, and all that kind of, you know, the, the mud, you know, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, yeah, the yeah. muddied water. Definitely, definitely. And there's so much power in community, you know, there's so much, you know, for instance, um, of, you know, when we, because obviously we became a registered charity and we had to get a board of trustees, because obviously, you know, you need that governance. Um, and a lot of people were saying to me, like, are you not worried about having, because I basically had to find my bosses, because obviously I'm founder and CEO, but I report to the board of trustees. Uh, you know, I come up with a strategy for the year and then I have, you know, like measurable outcomes that I need to kind of like deliver. Um, and a lot of people were like, are you going to be all right? Kind of like, you know, having people not tell you what to do, but you're going to have to report to people. And I was like, I can't wait. I literally can't wait to share the load to actually have people that have experience in different fields that I can kind of get advice from and help kind of like steer steer the ship a bit because... It definitely got to a point where I was like, I definitely need that support. Yeah. Um, you know, it's quite it's quite a lot to have so many programmes run and make sure that you're doing them effectively. Um, so, you know, having that community support, whether it be for our runners or our trustees, I think is just like incredibly important. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Love it. I love the structure. I love what you do. I love how you're doing it. I love the impact it's having and I love what's to come. And I don't even know about it yet. And you know a lot more <laughs> than I do because I'm sure there's loads of things <laughs> bubbling around. Like you said, responsibly, it's not about just having, you know, like, like I said, there's a clear pathway for mm. it all and it all kind of comes back to, you know, why you did it in the first place, really, yeah. which is which is cool. And, um, you know, I'm looking forward to just doing bits and pieces when the time is right as yeah. well locally. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see what the future holds. But uh, as I kind of half mentioned before we started, <laughs> I do like to finish because uh, I'm always guilty of maybe just if I don't stop now, yeah, we'll just carry on. We'll just, yeah, we'll, we'll just carry on. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so to kind of finish it, I'm just a bit lightheartedness. And, and you've already answered one of these, which is okay. which is great because one of the questions. You know, there's a bit of a structure around this conversation. Um, one of the questions was around somebody you're grateful for. Mm. You know, you've mentioned two or three people, you know, later on in the conversation that had a massive impact in your life. And um, and you even mentioned Trina. I just feel like we need to say hi to Trina. She's hi, Trina. I'm sure Trina. she is. Trina is a mate. Trina just did the, like, she did the London Marathon this Sunday. Last week, she did the Hackney Half. And I'm just like, and she, she just works full time. And she's an amazing mum, and she leads our thirteen plus running. Yeah, I'm just did. like, where has this woman come from? Yeah, it's an like, amazing lady. Just, just, yeah, just yeah, amazing. She, she took part. That's how we connected. She took part in our twenty-four hour run grateful event. You know, running yeah. grateful mile every hour on the hour for, for the twenty-four. And uh, yeah, just instantly, she's just got one of them faces. So I just like just really warming, really inviting. I was just like. Yeah, we're gonna kind of carry on this this yeah. friendship beyond this twenty four hours, and yeah, now we meet up and we've had a few runs, and yeah, yeah, it's big, big, yeah, big champion of ours. So yeah, hi, Trina. <laughs> uh, do a grateful mile if you're out running, and um, yeah, so that's one of the questions. You know, you mentioned a few, which is amazing. A um, couple of others. Uh, if there was a country you haven't been to already, mm-hmm. um, or one you'd love to go back to, what comes to mind? Country that. Uh, in the world that you'd love to visit or oh so actually i've actually booked holiday i'm actually going to portugal in a week and a half because i haven't taken any time off for ages just in time when the rain's starting to hit yeah i'm just like i need to i had to book a day off yesterday to book my holiday because i was like (laughs) if i don't 
take time off I'm just not gonna have to just yeah so I'm looking forward to that but in terms of countries that I've been to I went to Zanzibar a few years ago um just well it was just before lockdown actually it was January and then lockdown happened like that that March but Zanzibar amazing country amazing like the people are just like so friendly um you know you really feel like you're being immersed in like an amazing culture of like food the scenery is just phenomenal amazing beaches um and the people are just like just so lovely they really just sort of like you know take you under their wing and you know if you're willing to you know be adventurous and put yourself out of your comfort zone you'll just like see and meet you know such amazing people. sounds like a bit of me <laughs> yeah all right great perfect and um there yeah this runs a bit random mate but um this isn't yeah you're not going to be uh uh what's the word i'm looking for marked on these answers so it's all a bit <laughs> all a bit of fun but if you're out in your grateful mile you know in and around hackney wick mm-hmm. and um vicky park whatever and you stumbled across a genie lamp a genie lamp a genie okay. lamp yep. and you had three wishes Okay. What would your three wishes be? Jeez. I told wow. you random, didn't I? Oh God, I wish I'd kind of thought of this one. <laughs> All right, okay. I wrong, think, wrong I, I think, you know, wish number one would probably be able to get the charity to a place where it's, you know, really financially healthy so we can get more staff. Um, with a charity, you're always kind of like, you know, you always have to kind of show that you're doing the work before you get the funds. So you're always kind of like chasing your tail in that kind of sense. So that would probably be um, sort of wish number one. Um, wish number two would probably be, you know, I've had so many people in my life that have just had ill health. Um, and, you know, being able to give them their health would be like amazing. Um my dad sadly has dementia, so, you know, being able to sort of, like, wave a magic wand and make him better would be an amazing thing. Mm. And wish number three, oh, God, would probably be just, like, being able to click my fingers and it be hot. <laughs> okay. Uh, it sounds sounds vain, but I'm just, like, I hate cold weather, I hate rain, I'm just like in my element in the sun. It recharges me. Come January, I'm just like, I need to get out of this country. I can't cope with it. Like I just need, I definitely need that sun vitamin D injection. Mm, mm. So that would probably be my third. Okay. Yeah. 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 Unfortunately, hopefully (laughs) hopefully you stumble across a genie lamp on the way home. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah. But yeah, I I know you're not alone with that last (laughs) one in particular. And uh, sorry to hear about your dad as well. That's uh, that's not not nice uh, at all. But listen, really, as I've done from the moment uh, I've come across you, really, enjoy your company. Love feeding off you and and hearing some of what you get up to. And um, got to know you a bit more today as well, which is uh, never a bad thing. So yeah, thanks for swinging by. and worries. I have made it all with this podcast. And uh, yeah, obviously we'll share all your socials and where to find yourself and Outrunners and uh, and share some of the good work you up to and fingers crossed you're another day closer to that kind of yeah that kind of that, that place where you feel like you're even more secure through such a thing yeah um because yeah. yeah, it's, it's an amazing charity so Great. thank you for what you do thank you